That's true. I'm always glad you came so much for stopping over to We Live on a Planet. Ah, uh, listen to the birds. Don't you wish it sounded like this right now? It doesn't sound like that right now here in the fine city of Oswego, New York, right at the lake shores of Lake Ontario. It is sleety, rainy, crappy mix on this Friday, February 7th, 2020. This is episode 361. Like I said, it's a sleet, rainy, kind of crappy mix. It is 27 degrees Fahrenheit. Feels like it's about 16 degrees Fahrenheit. Highs are going to be about 27 degrees today. Winds are out of the northeast, 12 miles per hour. Yeah, we had to turn off that ambient sound of the birds. I was getting distracted of thinking of the beautiful spring that we have coming upon us. We did have some snow finally here in Oswego. Five, what was it, five years or seven years ago? I think we got about 102 inches here in the city of Oswego. This year, not much at all, and I'm not complaining. But this sleep mix, it makes it miserable mess for everybody. It really does. Speaking of messes, sometimes we all come across messes and we just didn't know they were dis disguised. Can I spit this out? Here is, here's a quote I want to share with you guys. This was from Charles Swindle. We are all faced with a series of great opportunities, brilliantly disguised as impossible situations. Isn't that true? Doesn't it always feel like you're faced with these terrible, terrible situations, but you just don't realize that maybe they're just brilliantly disguised as a fantastic opportunity and we just don't know it. A lot of times when adversity faces us, we just want to turn and run. I know I do a lot of times. All right, stick around. We got a good show. I'm glad that you're here with me this morning. Maybe it's not morning for you, but it's morning for me. And uh, let's get this show started. We'll be right back. Stick around. Welcome back, my friends. Seems like just yesterday that I was telling you about my meeting with a reporter. And the article was out in the newspaper. And it was it comes out today. Actually, it was for Friday's paper, but it, was, it came out yesterday. And the one day we don't get the paper delivered to us was the day that I was on the front page. As one of my friends said, you're above, you're on the front page above the fold. <laughs> I was pretty excited. So uh, my local store always has a stack of them. So I went down to the store and grabbed a bunch of them. It felt so strange to see my face on the front page of the paper. And it was a good, really good article. I was surprised. I didn't think it was going to be on the front page. I thought it was just going to be buried someplace in the newspaper. And the reporter was here for about an hour and a half. And so the article was quite long. I, could, I would read the article to you right now, but it, it's too long of an article. And plus, once I start reading, I get bleh, nervous or something. And I, I can read fantastic to myself. But once I start trying to read aloud... It's hard because my brain, if you follow the show, you know, my brain moves so quickly. And so my mouth wants to move faster than what my brain is working a lot of times. And so I stumble when I'm reading. But what, what I was going to say is the article was really revealing, though. You know, it's when I come out and talk to you, it's one thing. You know, I'm just talking to you and sharing what's going on here in my life in this little beautiful city of Oswego, New York. And... uh 
I'm just very vulnerable and I open up about my mental health. I talk about everything and to talk about that with a reporter and then to see it in print in black and white. I don't know why it felt so more vulnerable that it's out there when I'm putting it out there all the time on this show anyways, but it's, I don't know. I think it's probably because knowing how many people are getting that paper in my hometown. There's about 120,000 people in Oswego County, and that paper goes out through Oswego County. And so just that thought of knowing that people in my own hometown now know all my little skeletons, kind of kind of strange. It's, it's weird because I said in the article, we all live in this Facebook world. You know what I mean? How that... We paint this little pretty picture, and we want everybody to see it framed beautifully. I mean, we're at the point where people, well, not so much anymore, but taking pictures of their food, and everything is just perfect in everybody's life. And that's not true. It's not true. People, People's lives have ups and downs and bumps in the roads and turns and curves, and it's not perfect. And that's why when I do this show... It's not out of laziness. It's not out of I don't care, but I do it in one take. I don't edit. I just do it in one take because it's. I'm not perfect, and I don't want this to be perfect. I want it to be natural and organic and a conversation with you. And I don't edit myself when I'm talking to anybody else. Why would I edit with you? So I've kind of got that mindset where I want to just be out there, and to have it out there, though, was, oof, woof, a little tough. <laughs> But so flattering nonetheless. It was funny. My mom called me from Arizona and she's like, okay, so my baby boy is on the front page of the newspaper in your hometown and you don't even call me? And I'm like, well, mom, I told you a reporter was coming to the house. And she's like, yeah, but front page. One of her friends that lives here in New York saw the article and took a picture of it and called my mom and she told my mom that she saved the paper for me, for her and everything like that too. So that was cute. Made me made me smile. I've been getting a lot of uh, great feedback from you guys out on my Instagram platform and Twitter universe. Pretty fun. It was my little 15 minutes of fame, maybe. I was in the newspaper way back in the day in high school. If you follow the show, you know that I was a cheerleader in high school, which I've talked about before. And in the 80s, There wasn't a lot of male cheerleaders. You saw male cheerleaders in college, but not so much in high schools, especially in a little town of Oswego. Oswego is only, what, 17,000, 18,000 people. And the school I went to only had 176 kids in the whole school, and that was 7th through 12th grade. My graduating class was only 33 of us. We were a pretty small class. But I was a cheerleader, and uh, there was an article in the paper, uh, not for me being a cheerleader, but of of the cheerleaders, and so I was in the paper for that. But I've never been, oh, no, you know, I was in the paper once before because I got arrested before in my life. Yep. I'll tell you about that when we come back. Stick around. All right, yeah. So I was arrested one time. Yep. I'm surprised I haven't been arrested more being bipolar. A lot of times the 
usually, uh, what was the statistics? That's what I was going to say. The statistics of somebody that has um, bipolar or mental health illness, a lot of times they will find themselves running into the police. But I myself have only been arrested once, and it was such a stupid, strange arrest. I couldn't believe it happened. I was in my local hometown right here, the city of Oswego, and it was probably back in 2000, maybe 2001. And I was having, I think it was a Sunday, and I was having some friends over at my house and barbecuing, and at the time I was still drinking. I'm sober now four years, but at the time I was still drinking. And uh, when I was a drinker, I was really the best drinker there was. I was a drunk, you know. So I was drinking quite a bit that day. We all were, we're barbecuing. I lived like kind of on a, uh, the bottom of a hill. And at the top of this hill from, from where I lived was some debris and garbage. And, uh, one of, one of the things that was sitting on the side of the road was an office chair. And, uh, me and my friends for some reason decided what a great idea it would be to get in this office chair that was getting thrown out and sit on it and decide to go down the hill. Why would I do this at 30 some odd years old? I don't know. I, I was too old to be doing that, but I was drunk. So my friends went down this hill a couple times. Earlier in the day, though, I guess, there was these teenage kids that were going down this hill in um, a shopping cart. And I guess the police had came that day to deal with these kids in a shopping cart, which I didn't know about. So fast forward to this office chair. So my friends are like, come on, go down the chair. And I'm like, all right. So I finally decide I'm going to go down in this chair. I get on the chair. And as soon as I sit down on the chair, next thing you know, boom, a cop comes flying up. He jumps out of his car and he's like, get out of the office chair, off, off the office chair. He's screaming and yelling at me. And I'm like, I get up and he puts me up against his car and starts handcuffing me and I'm like, what's going on? He's like, I've had it. I'm so sick of you guys. I was here earlier today for you guys, you know, dealing with this and that. And kids going down on an office or on a shopping cart. Jeez, I couldn't believe it. My handcuffs were so tight. I had never been cuffed before. And I'm, I'm telling him, can you please loosen up my cuffs? He was so angry. He was so mad. So I, I get put into the car, get brought downtown. I'm t- trying to ask if they can loosen up my cuffs, if they can explain to me what's going on. And they're telling me how they were there that day. And I don't know, yada, yada, yada. But everybody's at my house. I'm arrested. So my house is open. My friends come. They didn't have to bail me out. I just was able to get out and I had to go to court. And I remember when I'm at court, the judge He looks down at the paper and he looks back up and he looks down again. He goes, am I reading this correctly? You were charged with going down the hill on an office chair. I said, well, your honor, I didn't even get to go down the hill because I was arrested before I went down the hill. It was just such a nightmare. It was so embarrassing because it was in the newspaper. That's what it brings me down. So this whole story brings me back around of my time in the newspaper because it was written, written up in the newspaper how... I was arrested along with these teenagers that were arrested earlier that day, and it made it sound like I was hanging out with these teenagers, which I wasn't. And if you read the article, though, you'd be like, why is this 30-some-odd-year-old going down the hill in these shopping carts with these 16-year-olds? Why was I going? Who knows? Who 
knows? But yeah, that was my time of arrest. Have you ever been arrested? If you have, give me a buzz. Let me know if it was a crazy, if, if it's a crazy story, if it's something you're embarrassed about, obviously you don't want to tell me about. All right. Ramble on, right? Ramble on, Rose. We ramble a lot here at We Live on a Planet. Thank you for sticking by as we ramble. What are we going to do? Let's head on over to the History Channel's website, and then we'll head on over to the Facts site and all that kind of good stuff. All that much more when we come back. Stick around. I'll be right back. Welcome back, my friends. So, yeah, uh, when I was arrested, back to that newspaper story, everybody I worked with thought it was the funniest thing. And so they cut an article, the article out, blew it up on the photocopier so it was really big and would plaster it around in the office that I was working at. And uh, I'd be out with a customer and I'd come in and it would be on my desk or it'd be, and I'd have to like tear it up so the customer wouldn't see it. And it was just, it was a nightmare. My boss at the time brought me upstairs and uh, said, yeah, I heard you were in the paper. I read, I was trying to explain to him, yeah, it was just a misunderstanding. It was really nothing. He's like, well, being that uh, you were on a vehicle, even though it wasn't an actual vehicle, it did have four wheels on it. I'm going to have to uh, take away your demo. And that was my car I was driving. And I'm like, you can't, what are you talking? And he's like, no, I'm just kidding. But I was seriously thinking that he was going to take away my demo because I was drunk and technically on something that had wheels. But the parts department thought it was really funny because they took my office chair and uh, pimped it all out to make it a racing office chair with pipes on it and a number. And everybody had a real good laugh. And It wasn't funny at the time. It seems funny to me now when I look back at it that uh, out of all the things I could have had happen in my life, to be arrested for going down the hill, which I didn't even go down the hill, in an office chair. I guess I'll take that one. All right, let's head on over to the History Channel's website on this day. Yeah. And all you do need is love. All you need is love. Love. Love is all you need. All right. Here we go. We're at the History Channel's Website. We just heard from the Beatles, and the reason why is on this day, February 7th, 1964, the Beatles arrive in New York starting Beatlemania. At least 3,000 screaming fans were waiting for the Beatles. They had just released I Want to Hold Your Hand, and uh, in two weeks, they just took over. They were young, too. Paul McCartney was 21, Ringo Starr was 23, John Lennon, 23, and George Harrison, 20 just kids they were just kids and it just blew up are you a Beatles fan or more of a Rolling Stones fan either one I like both bands I think I don't know it's kind of both for me obviously the Beatles are really such a force to be reckoned with all right, 1904, the Great Baltimore Fire begins. That fire lasted for like 30 hours, just wiped out so much of Baltimore. Uh, 1984, Navy captain becomes the first human to perform an untethered spacewalk. Navy captain Bruce McCandless, the second, becomes the first human to human being to perform an untethered spacewalk. 
when he leaves the space shuttle Challenger. Isn't it kind of neat that our space shuttles, well, not that we're using them anymore, but they land like an airplane. To me, that's just amazing because I'm at that era too, the Apollo. You know, I grew up with the Apollos and they, those things would come down with a parachute and land in the water. If you were lucky, you landed in the water. If you if you rode with the Russians, the cosmonauts there, they didn't uh, they didn't land theirs in water. So you came down in a parachute, and it was a hard hard landing for them astronauts or cosmonauts. Uh, what else do we have? Eighteen twelve earthquake causes. What is this? A, a tsunami in Mississippi. Hmm makes the river run backwards for several hours. Weird. 1968, forensic evidence solves a crime. It's the first time they've used forensic evidence. There's not much here on this day of history. Oh, here's a good thing. 1979, Joseph Mangala, known as the Angel of Death, dies. Good. Good riddance. Not that I want death on anybody, but there was somebody that uh, not missed to have on the planet anymore, that's for sure. All right, uh, what else are we going to do? Let's head on over to the fact site, and we'll do that when we come back. Stick around, we'll be right back. Sorry that the history channels, this day of history wasn't there. I, if it's not there, I can't make it up, you know? Some days, this day of history... It's really pretty interesting. And then other days, we kind of got one that was a zonker. Maybe the fact site won't be a zonker. Stick around. We'll be right back. Welcome back, my friends. All right, let's head on over to the fact site, factsite.com. What is the world's most expensive fruit. We don't usually think of fruit being that expensive. In fact, you can usually find a banana for a dollar or less in most places. But the article says fruit is meant to be a good part of a balanced diet. So even if you do end up spending a few bucks more on your favorite fruit, at least it's worth a worthy cause, which is true. Even something like a pineapple, a tropical fruit, which can only be grown in certain climates are easy to find in almost anywhere. I love pineapples. They're delicious. They're so sweet, way better fresh than in a can, that's for sure. But but what if I told you there's a certain type of pineapple that is worth thousands? Yeah, that you heard me, thousands of dollars for one pineapple. To be fair, that wouldn't be too far off from how things were a few centuries ago. Because looking into the past, to put things in perspective, we'll take a couple steps back in time. In the 1700s, pineapples were used to be... Uh, a status symbol, hence like pineapples, that symbol that you would see in homes and stuff. That's because they weren't grown in Europe. So when world explorers brought back this rare and exotic fruit, supply was low and demand was high. In those days, one pineapple would cost to today's equivalent of, are you ready? $8,000. $8,000. Of course, pineapples are now easily acquired even by us average folks, because the symbol is gone. However, there are still a few pineapples with a hefty price tag today. At the Lost Gardens of Heligan in the United Kingdom, 
you'll find pineapples grown in a mud structure heated with rotten manure. Yeah, you heard that. Manure. But don't worry. The pineapples never actually come in contact with the manure. But the odd strategies used are reflective of older technologies in order to grow this tropical fruit in a colder climate. In fact, the structures, these structures that are so rare, these pine, the pineapples that are, excuse me, the pineapples are so rare that was grown in them. They were uh, unearthed in 1991 and renovated just two years later into a working state. Did I make sense? I don't know if that made sense. <laughs> How much does it cost to make these pineapples, though? Well, technically, these special pineapples aren't even on the market. So those ones in those manure huts, they're so they're priceless. They're not even so that makes them really priceless. However, with the manpower, over the course of two years, it takes to grow a pineapple. The cost to make each of those pineapples is about thirteen hundred dollars. So if they're not on sale, then where do they go? <laughs> they the successfully grown pineapples go right back to the staff who grew them as an appreciation for growing them in the first place. But one of those pineapples has been given away. One's been given away. The, the second pineapple ever grown in the Lost Gardens was gifted to Queen Elizabeth II in honor of her 50th, 50th wedding anniversary. So if that's what it takes to get your hand on one of those Victorian-grown pineapples, I wouldn't hold your breath. Um, but so how much is it worth? If one of those exclusive pineapples were to go up for auction or sale due to the rarity, the ancient technique, the time spent growing, and the manual labor, those pineapples are worth today, if you were to buy one of those, are you ready? $16,000 for a pineapple. Just one. Although you'll probably never be able to taste one for yourself, the staff describes the taste as dis deliciously sweet, not stringy, and with an explosive flavor. Wow. Isn't that amazing? $16,000 for a pineapple. Holy cha-ching. <laughs> 16000 Wow. All right. Stick around. When we come back, we'll dive into a couple more stuff and things. We'll be right back. Oh, looks like we got a call. You want to grab that? Thank you. Patrick, it's Mylar. I'm excited to get my Walp bag and shop with it and explain to people what the heck it means when they point and gawk as I walk by. I wanted to ask uh, about your 1-800 number or whatever it is that you've got. Does that, how, is that, I, how does that work? <laughs> How do I get one of those? Is it expensive? Is it free? Was there a service? Is it literally just your phone? Is it just you see random numbers pop up in your phone like, oh, that must be some weirdo from my web, my podcast. I'm just not going to answer my phone and let it go to voicemail. And then you record your voicemail. Or is it something you don't have to explain it on your show? You don't. You can, I, I'm just, I just like to know. You can message me personally. If you want, it might be easier because um, it sounds like something I might want to do for my show. Okay, I'm running out of time, as Anchor's telling me with the big red countdown. <laughs> okay, bye-bye. Welcome back. Thank you as Radio Mylar from, oh, what a glorious morning. Talking about my wool-up bags, my W-L-O-A-P bags. 
I am sending you out one, Mylar. Thank you for asking. Yeah, I, I can't wait for you to represent one out in Nova Scotia, Canada. I'm really excited. I have a bag in Poland right now. Um, and I have some all over the states right here too. And so I'm pretty excited about that. And my phone number. I'm so glad that you asked that. That way people that are listening, if they want to reach me and be a part of the show, just like you were, Mylar, they can be too. It's so easy. If you're using the Anchor app, you can do what Mylar just did. Leave me a little message. But if you want to leave me a voice message, you can do that too. And it is not a 1-800 number. It is my actual phone number. It will go right to my voice message. And yeah, so if I see the number and I don't know who it is, Mylar, I will just be like, I'll let it go to voice message. I have had a couple people use that. And it's really easy to do. So if you want to do that, just head on over to my website, WL. OAP.com and you can be a part of the show too. I love taking phone calls. I love hearing from you guys and um, I appreciate it too. Thank you so much for sticking with me today. I'm glad that we came over and learned something. It was kind of fun. Oh, hey, before we take off, let me, um, let's do our word of the day because I've been wanting to bring that back. So let me open up the app real quick. All right, here we go. And I like to do the word of the day, too, because we live on a planet that's heard in over 125 different countries, and not everybody is English-speaking as their first language. So here we go. Come on, pull Fastidiate. up. Fastidiate. Fastidiate. Oh, of course, we've got an ad that just pulled up. Stick with me so this ad, once this ad ends, I can uh... See, we're always live, unscripted, unedited. And right now it's driving me crazy that there's a little ad that will not uh, allow me to. Don't you hate that? I mean, there, there's so many free free things, but it's like, oh, it's free, but we'll throw in an ad every little bit and play a 30-second ad for you and you won't be able to escape it. Come on, come on, come on. I've got people waiting. All right, let's try this again. Fastidiate. Fastidiate. F A. F-A-S-T-I-G-I-A-T-E. Narrowing toward the top. Here's an example. Sometimes the upward sloping branches of a fastidious tree could look like they're the part of a single column. Yeah, fastidious. All righty. We learned something. I hope you learned something today. Join me again as we embark on another journey this Monday. Have a great weekend, my friends. I will talk to you again real soon. Peace. Do your best to stay curious and not judgmental the best you can today. Take care.